Hey everybody, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Eric Weatherington, past NARPM president, and we're going to be talking about insurance and their new products. I'm really excited about implementing this into RentWorks. You got to listen in. Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Hey everybody, this is Brad Larson. I want to talk to you about a new podcast out there that I would highly recommend called 300 to 3000, How to Grow Your Property Management Company to Scale. One of the hosts is Matthew Whitaker. He's a good friend of mine. I've visited their operation and I really truly respect what GK Houses has done and they are still doing. They're experts at growing at a fast scale into a large scale business. So expect to hear the real world truth about all the mistakes the company has made growing into it and all the good things they're doing. Again, go to 300to3000.com, that's our website, and catch them on iTunes, Spotify, and or Stitcher. Look forward to hearing from good things from those guys. Take care. Remember that commercial, where's the beef? In property management, you could say, where's the profit? You want your business to grow, but it feels like you're just spinning your wheels. We get it because we've been there. If you are ready to do something different in 2022, then head over to thepropertymanagementcoach.com to find out more about coaching programs and what they can do for you. Mention that you heard this ad on the Property Management Mastermind podcast and get $250 off any coaching program. Again, the website is thepropertymanagementcoach.com. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Larson, and today's guest, live and in person here at the Property Management Mastermind Conference, is Mr. Eric Weatherington, past NARPM president, and he's going to be talking to us about an insurance solution. So in between the lines, real frankly, I finally got my head around this, and I wanted to put it on a podcast because we had a really good conversation yesterday with his business partners, Jeff and Greg Deering, and Eric and I said, okay, now it's time to like put this together. We're going to talk about two different factions of how I envision this being implemented in a management company uh, immediately. So we're going to get back to it and get start full bore into the implementation. So Eric, what I want you to do is just give us a few minutes of your background and kind of talk to us about the company you're, you're working with now. Well, Brad, first of all, let me say thanks to you for and your team for putting on PMMCon and for uh, having us all here together. It's been a great uh, time to spend with other property managers from around the country learning and growing together. It's been so. a lot of fun. And one thing we, we did notice about this area that we're in, uh, the vendors were commenting that they have a little elbow room, which yep. is unusual. You get into some of the conferences and they're so compacted that you can't have a conversation because we couldn't do this in some of the other conferences we've been at because it's so loud. And I cut you off with a tangent, but keep going. No, thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. So a little bit about the background. Of course, been in property management for many years and uh, you know, found the NARPM group and just love that group and, and was privileged to serve uh, in leadership roles in NARPM you know, around the country. So enjoyed that time. But you know, as we, as I was doing property management and, and some different things came up and I just realized more and more that security deposits were going away yeah. and tenants were looking for ways to be able to move into a property for le- with less upfront cost. Right. You know, when you start thinking about having 
having to pay first month's rent, one month or two month security deposit, you know, maybe a move in fee, uh, all your utility charges and everything else. I mean, it's thousands of dollars yeah. for a tenant to have to come in up front and move into a property. So we just we we wanted a way to come up with a solution that could help tenants be able to move into properties faster and cheaper and also a solution that would allow property managers to profit from insurance premiums from a security deposit replacement product. There's a lot of companies out there and you've heard about them and you know about them that offer security deposit replacement products, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in it for the property manager. Yeah, that's the frustrating part, you know, because you and I had this conversation years ago when right. I presented this concept at the Southern States, and you, your daughter, the story of your daughter always rings in my head. Like, you tell the story where your daughter was just going to college first time, she went to an apartment complex, uh, she rented the apartment, and they didn't ask her for a security deposit, and that kind of blew your mind. You're like, right. what? And so I remember that because we think, you and I, that the trend is going to be no security deposit, anti-security deposit, and we hate using them, to be, to be really upfront exactly. with people, is we want to not use security deposits because of all the legal landmines that it entails, such as property codes, such as three-day, you know, get your itemizations in, in Georgia and certain right. places to 30 days in Texas, and a technicality if you have it stamped on day 31, you're, you're technically liable for triple damages. And then you're putting your owners at peril, in addition, not only the property manager, but you're putting your owners at peril because judges are leaning more and more towards tenant-sided issues. And if you got into some sort of upset match over a security deposit, in my feeling, judges don't follow laws and they're going to rule however they want to rule. And a lot of times they'll rule in the favor of a tenant where at least the tenant's going to win more than the property manager. You know, so it's just it's just not worth doing security deposits any longer if we can come up with an alternative solution. And Brad, I, I totally agree with everything you've said. And 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 as you as you indicated, you know, as property managers, we're always looking for ways to make things better and easier for our tenants so that they have a better living experience. We're looking for ways to increase the uh, decrease the stress and increase the profitability for our owners make things simpler and easier for them and then obviously when we can win in property management company as well then you've got a triple win and that's always great yeah and you make a point i was very one-sided with my comment just a minute ago by well, what's what's in it for us sure what's in it for property managers and i sort of touched on the owners yeah let's back up a second and look at it from the tenant's perspective so they're going to come in with a whole lot less out of pocket right i mean just think of renting a two thousand dollar home you got a first month's rent you got your security deposit that could be a couple three thousand dollars you got your your fees to move in you got your moving expenses you got your new utilities it's going to cost you six seven eight grand to move into a new home and this allows us to not have to get a security deposit up front Exactly. Which saves them several thousand dollars, which lowers the barrier of entry, rents the homes faster, and everybody wins in that. That's exactly right, Brad. In our experience at Renters Insurance Solutions, we're seeing over 80% of incoming tenants are choosing a security deposit replacement product rather than paying that security deposit up front. So it's very important to them to be able to come in with less money, and they're, they're overwhelmingly choosing to pay that monthly fee in in lieu of a security deposit. And in real numbers, let's talk through this. I'm gonna give the audience some paraphrase. So if you're renting an average home and you're given the opportunity to pay 20 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month, whatever that that math is, or even 40 bucks a month Mm -hmm. versus 3,000 or 4,000 up front as a security deposit, 80 to 85% of the people are choosing that small monthly fee. Am I correct? Exactly, that is correct. Okay, and that's, that's 
the interesting part. So in Texas, we have this new property code law that you and I have been kicking around. Right. Your, your attorneys have been kicking it around. I've been kicking it around. It's, it's property code 92.111. And it essentially says if you can do some sort of program where you can break up that security deposit into a monthly scenario versus a large chunk, they're still considering it monthly scenario as a security deposit that you have to refund at the end. It's absolutely the worst written law ever, in my opinion, but we can work with it. Okay. We can work with it because there is some value there. And so you've come up with a really good solution on that portion. And I want to talk detailed in that. And then we'll talk how that works in a, in an insurance company. So I want you to go there. Sure. So <clears throat> understand. And you know, there's, there, there was companies doing this and there still are companies doing this in, in other states in the country where the property manager is kind of self-insuring the security deposit and they're collecting a fee from the tenant. And then they're saying, well, if there's any any issues at the backside at, when that tenant moves out, then the property management company will be responsible for paying those damages or that lost rent to the owner. So in a sense, they're kind of self-insuring. And this law in Texas basically pretty much put a stop to that practice <laughs> no, here in Texas right. because of the concern, like you say, of, well, you know, where, what, what landmines might I be getting into? It's so poorly written. So exactly. one of the challenges we had was, okay, if you're collecting $30 and you pay $20 or whatever the math is, collecting right. 50 and paying 30 or two, the balance, the change, the five, ten, fifteen dollars is still considered to be security deposit right. that you have to account for. Exactly. So it's just super messy. Right. And at some point, if you take that to scale and it, and it runs out a year or two or three and some entity wants to come in and do a full-blown audit on you, you could be behind the eight ball in tens of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands Hundreds of dollars of thousands. with the kind of yeah. you know, numbers that our typical that, property management me, company you know, has. That's what keeping me up at night is exactly. thinking about that because we want to apply ourselves correctly yep. to the law, but it's just not as easy as, no. you know, here's a stop sign, stop. The law is written so fuzzy that it's a difficult thing. We've had, I don't know, three yeah, or four different absolutely. conversations. You've talked to your attorneys, I've talked to my attorneys. So now we think we have a grasp on it. Right. Okay, I'm trying to boil all this BS down to what we think we're going to do from here going forward, implementing this solution. Right. So let's talk through that. Sure. So at uh, Renner's Insurance Solutions, our you know our insurance company that backs our products is based in Addison, Texas. So you know very familiar with the laws here in Texas and, and have created a, a policy and a product for for property managers that allows them to offer their residents an opportunity to buy an insurance product that stands in place of the security deposit. And then because of our structure, we've structured a captive insurance company that allows the property manager to be a partner in that company and then participate in the profits of that limited partnership down the road as profits are realized and distributed. So we feel like we're, we're very confident that we have a, a product that stands the test of the statutes here in, in uh, Texas and allows, again, the tenant to win, the owner to win because they've got the, the benefit of that insurance product and then the property manager can win when they get the profits. Now we got to talk at length a little bit about the ownership of the captive mm -hmm. insurance company, the, the partnership part, because yep. I hear it, it rings my bell, but what does it mean? And we were. And this is where this is where we had the final aha moment yesterday. It's like, okay, we're going to be partnering in this shared captive insurance company, yep. and it's going to help us make X. And the X is pretty attractive, really attractive, with five figures behind it. Right. And I don't want to misquote anything, so I'm trying to speak in generalities. But I think people need to understand that I'm really hammering this home that you're going to be in compliance with the law up front. 
you can make a little bit of an admin fee. Let's mm-hmm. say yep. three, four, five dollar yep. little admin fee in there, which is totally legal, totally legit. So you can make you know an extra 50, 60 bucks a year just on an admin fee for monthly service, in addition to revenue sharing, profit sharing at the end on the right. backside. And I want you to elaborate that so I don't butcher it. Sure. So what we're seeing in is our property management companies are seeing profits back to them in excess of $200 per door annually when they implement our programs, okay? And so, you know, think about your how many doors you're managing as a property manager yeah. and, you know, at full implementation of these products, add 200 or even some are doing better than that, you know, in annual revenue onto your to your numbers and like you said, that can be six-figure f- number. Okay, you're a smarter math guy than me. If I have 100 units and they're all on this product, what does that equal per per year? Well, let's see. One times two hundred is two hundred. <laughs> Ten times two hundred is two thousand, and a hundred times two hundred is twenty thousand dollars. That's the math we needed to hear. And, and honestly, I'm I'm being silly about it. We're joking, right, but right, right. it's really all of a sudden. Whoa! Now I'm awake. Now I'm paying attention. I get to cover myself legally. I get to offer a really good solution that makes the tenants win, the owners win, us win, and I'm getting revenue share in the backside of that type of amount of scale to your management company. Right. That's exciting stuff. And and, and this is, you guys are, are property managers, right? So right. you're part of it. You got the Deering's a part right. of it. Probably a couple others that are in the space. Uh, you guys know property management. Right. And that's part of it. You're Texas-based. It's, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to, to start working with you guys on this particular issue. Anything more we got to talk about on that left-hand side with the tenant and the security deposit program? Well, I think the, the thing for us as property managers to remember is this is, this idea of doing away with security deposits has a lot of popularity. About a third of all of the states around the country either have already passed a law that that requires landlords to offer this type of product to new tenants coming in, or there is legislation pending in their in their uh, state legislators that are looking at this type of legislation. So this is coming. We are all at. At the end of the day, we're going to all be required eventually to offer some type of security deposit alternative product. So from a property management standpoint, and again, as you said, I'm a property manager, Greg and Jeff Deering property managers. We looked at, okay, if this is going to be required, if this is going to be requested and demanded of the tenants and required by the law, then we need to figure out how we can do that. But let's do it in a way that makes the tenant win, the owner win, and the property manager win as well. So that's why we came up with this captive insurance program to to make sure that everybody benefits. But I just I don't want anybody sitting out there thinking, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because folks, eventually that is not going to be an option. We're going to have to offer some type of alternative program for the security deposits. And so we need to talk this full circle just so the the property managers understand that are listening to this. One, it's coming your way. I agree with you on that because everything that's going on is, and a little dirty secret is some of the other companies that are out there doing this type of service, they're lobbying for this legislation. I know you don't want to bring it up because you don't want to, you know, be that guy. I'll bring it up. And I don't know if it's, I wouldn't call it, it, it's something less than I don't know. It's politics, man. It's lobbying. You, you can infer into politics all kinds of, you know, yeah. colorful acronyms and, and like four letter F-bombs. But let's just say it's coming. Imagine a world where the phone doesn't ring, but tenant leads still get pre-qualified and scheduled. 
where in-person showings get coordinated automatically in real time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where occupants and owners are automatically notified of showings and leasing reports. Or imagine, no one has to show your rentals and they get leased faster than ever, safely and securely. That's the world of Tenant Turner. Come learn more about our beautiful scheduling software and world-class customer support. Call us 888-976-4638 or visit www.tenantturner.com. What I want to talk about is, okay, what does that mean? Because if I'm a property manager, I'm going to implement this, and I've got an owner that says, what do you mean you're not taking a security deposit? How am I going to get covered if they do damage? So let's go down that route. So if I'm not taking a security deposit, how am I going to be covered if there's damage? And that's where the insurance product comes in. So that tenant every month is paying an insurance premium. That insurance policy is issued to the property manager as a master policy and then each resident that's making payments comes in in that property falls under the master policy. And then that master policy covers things like lost rent. It covers, and when I say lost rent, I mean rent that the tenant doesn't pay while they're living in the property. Or it covers um, damages beyond normal wear and tear that the tenant might do to the property after they move out. And so, real quickly, an outline of the process, the property manager makes a demand to the tenant after the tenant moves out and says, hey, you left this damage or you didn't pay your final month's rent or whatever that is. If within you know three or four business days that tenant doesn't respond with a check and a payment to cover that, then the property manager can file a claim, provide this, provide us with the same information that they provided the tenant, you know, their yeah, your, report. Your exactly, your, yeah, exactly. Correct. And then the policy pays out. And, you know, within 48 hours, the policy pays out to the property manager. So in a period of, you know, five to seven days, the property manager has funds in their hand that they can take and go do repairs. Or the beauty about this is this is an insurance premium. It's insurance proceed. It's not a security deposit where, you know, in a security deposit scenario, you have 30 days to, you know, assess the damage hire the contractor, get them to go out and do the work, and then send you an invoice, and then you can take the security deposit and pay the contractor, and then, you know, go from there. But the owner doesn't have an option. I've had some owners sometimes, Brad, you may have had this too, where the owner says, well, what if I don't, I mean, I, the tenant did the damage, <clears throat> but what if I just want to pay me the security deposit directly? Don't, I don't want to fix that, or it's not a big deal, whatever, whatever. We don't, that's not an option in right. South Carolina, you know, not, and in, yeah, in no, many exactly. states too. Yeah. You can't just take the security deposit and give it to the owner. Right. But an insurance proceed, you can. So now the owner has some options. Well, maybe okay. I don't need to fix that, but you can just give me the insurance premium. And that's right. And here's, here's what our policy was that dovetails into that is because we would only do repairs uh, that I'm sorry, we would only charge for repairs that we actually did. Because right. imagine standing in front of a judge and he's reading an itemization list and he sees one, two, and three, four. Well, I see you painted, you charged the tenant for $400 in paint. Did you actually paint, Mr. Property Manager? Right. Well, right. no, we just charged him for the paint and never did the painting. Oh, judges aren't going to love no. that at all. And trouble damages, you know, yes. wrongfully withheld security deposit, now three times the damages. That's what you and the owner are, are liable for. So this eliminates that. It gets the it gets the money in the hands of the property manager and 
faster and gives the owner some options because it's an insurance proceed. It's not a security yeah. deposit. It's a done. It's a done deal. Right. They can't come back and fight right. it and get you in a court or exactly. a security deposit. And then which if they can in JP, which is so frustrating, but yeah. And then if there's you know if there's more, let's say the insurance proceeds are five thousand dollars but there is six thousand dollars in damages well then the property manager can go after that extra you know thousand dollars they can pursue the tenant and try to recover that extra money so so that's a, that's a, an element of that another that's, that's a that's a big thing i don't want to glaze yep. over that because yep. we were talking about this the other day just just at length in our little group meeting is okay there's two thousand bucks in damage this insurance product for fun just easy math there's a thousand dollars in coverage who goes after the other thousand we can and we can go after the tenant, and that is those are our funds. Right. Exactly. And then you, as the the insurance company, can go after the tenant for the thousand that you pay out. Right. And again, those are rough math. You could have all kinds of different coverages. Those guys will explain it to you uh, as they explain it to me. You can pay X to get X coverage. You can pay a little bit more X to get more X coverage. Right. And so there's there's scale to that, and you guys will go through that with yep. your with your individual companies as you talk to them. Exactly. But conceptually, that fits out well because it it addresses all the questions that we're going to have at the end of that leasing cycle when they move out. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. So we've tried to make it, you know, again, property managers, we've tried to make it simple, easy for the property management company to be in this program and to offer these uh, policies to their tenants. And we've tried to, uh, you know, streamline the process so that there's not a lot of extra work. I think there's two extra steps that a property manager has to take, you know, at, at lease move in in order to implement this product. So it's very simple. And, uh, and then again, on the backside, make it simple and easy and then profitable. So one tidbit I will throw out there is we've been doing a security deposit replacement program for years mm -hmm. and we use an initial uh, provider, which I, I, I like, I believe in them, I recommend them. Uh, there's different fit of these companies for different people. And, and when I say this stuff, um, the companies that I've worked with before to do these things, they've all been good. I don't have any bad things to say, right. but it's just like, you know, dating. I mean, <laughs> I don't have any bad things to say about that young lady, but uh, ended up over here. So. Uh, where I'm trying to go with that is, I forgot where I was going with that actually. Well, you have to fill in. Let me fill in, Brad, because we're, there's there's companies out there that you can go to, yes, and those those premiums go to that company, and the profits go to that company, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean that that's there's just nothing wrong with that. But the difference in renters insurance solutions is the captive insurance plan that allows the property manager to participate in the partnership. And then as an owner in the limited partnership, they can benefit in the profits. And that's, that's where the, the thing comes in. So instead of having all of those profits go to that other insurance company, now you're a part in the, of the insurance company and you can share in those profits. So what I wanted to talk about was the uh, adoption rate. Mm -hmm. That's where I was going with it because we've been doing this for a long time. And at first we were doing, you can take the small monthly fee or one month's rent security deposit. And a lot of people were just saying, I'm just gonna do the, the, the one month's rent security deposit. We we're only getting 40% adoption at best. Yep. I mean, that's not that much. And we ran that program for a couple of years. Then we decided we took the model after a couple other proper managers and started giving them, you can pay a little bit small monthly fee or two and a half times security deposit. So uh, fun math, let's say it's a $2,000 home. They can pay you know two digit XX monthly or $5,000 upfront for a security deposit. Most of them are like, well, that's easy math because I don't want to pay that big down payment. I'm going to go with the small XX monthly. And I say it like that because the premium is going to vary depending on how much coverage you want right. and how you're rated and all this right. other good stuff that right. they, they'll talk you through. But that was the point I want to make is the adoption rate. 
If you want to get higher adoption, look at offering that as a security deposit alternative. The security deposit is so high, we call it compulsory. Do you want a punch in the face or a pat in the back? You're going to get one or the other. <laughs> well, and, and, and again, it's important to remember as a property management company, you need to know the laws in your state. There are certainly, there are states where, you know, that have mandated how much you can yeah, take course, in a security deposit and all I those think, things. I think California, and, I think it's like a double. Right. Yeah. And most and, of the, most of the states are going to be in that right, two X range. Right. There's, there's limits one to right. one and a half to two. And, and so we just, you know, know what those state rules are. And we can talk you through that individual situations, but certainly as these programs become more and more common and accepted around the country and legislated and mandated, the more and again, more and more tenants are saying, I would much rather pay a small monthly fee and not have to come up with a big check at the yeah. beginning of move-in. Makes a lot of sense to me. So do we cover everything on that particular product? I think so. Okay. Yeah. The other one I'm really excited about, I want you to talk more about with me is, so we have a resident benefits package. We have included inside of that resident benefits package, we have a X hundred thousand of tenant liability insurance, and then XX thousand of renter's insurance. And that's the actual renter's insurance that right. you're supposed to get. Remember the old school way of bring me a copy of your renter's insurance, naming us additionally insured, and you get your keys. Right. And so they'd walk out the door and they'd cancel. <laughs> so exactly. We put it on a master policy buried inside our, our resident benefits package. So right. every tenant that comes in is being put into this renter's insurance type of a format. And you'll, you'll explain it because I'm probably missing some things. But where I'm thinking this is going to be fantastic is now I can use your system and revenue share mm -hmm. for the security deposit alternative program and now that tenant liability renter's insurance right. program in the resident benefits package. Correct. So I'm getting a double whammy. So I'm super excited about this because now the revenue share could be really substantial. Right. I mean, really substantial. Right. And that's, that's super exciting for me because these are programs that benefit everybody. Number one, they benefit everybody involved, owner, tenant, management company. Exactly. And then two, you get their share on the backside. So let's talk about that product specifically. And I want you to kind of fill in the gaps of what I missed. So Brad, it was surprising to me as I, as I traveled the country and talked to property managers all over, how many property managers are not requiring their residents to get a tenant legal liability policy or an HO4 policy, HO4 being a renters, full-scale renters policy, but they're just not requiring that. Yeah. And so what that means, if there's two things that that means for the property manager who's not doing that. Number one, it means that the property manager is potentially liable, has liability because they're, you know, they're, if tenant does something, landlord decides they want to sue the property manager and there's no policy there to help with that. The second person who's on the hook is the owner because if the tenant does damage to a property like for example you know had a tenant that uh, caused damage to the property by you know uh, having a fire started in the kitchen you know that's tenant responsibility but most tenants you know can't get out their checkbook and, and write a check for 50 grand to redo the kitchen after the kitchen fire so whose insurance company is going to pay for that damage well it's the owner's insurance company well how many times is the owner's insurance company going to pay for damage on that property before they start raising their premiums mm -hmm. well not very many and so then the owner then becomes you know has to come out of pocket for those increased premiums and maybe for their deductible and all those kind of things though the tenant really is the person who is responsible so if the tenant if the property manager had required the tenant to have a tenant legal liability policy or an HL4 policy, then the tenant's policy would have paid for those damages. So the first step for all of us as property managers is to, we should be, we should be requiring our tenants 
to have a tenant legal liability policy or an HO4 policy in place before they move in. And then, to Brad's point, how do we make sure that they don't just cancel it tomorrow? Right. And right. that's where the, the idea of the master policy comes in. The property manager has the master policy. The tenant is placed under the master policy when they move in. They make their monthly premiums. And then the, the coverages are there. And the coverages benefit the property management company. They benefit the owner. But they also benefit the tenant when they have the right coverages. So, you know, okay, that legal liability, you know, I did damage. It's an excessive amount, you know, but... The, the policy will kick in and pay for that. But then there's coverages in those policies and certainly in our policy for the resident's uh, personal property. So, um, you know, one of the benefits of our policy, I mean, a lightning strike hits the house. And now, you know, the TV's gone, the, you know, the toaster is toasted, the microwave got fried, you know, whatever that is, our policy actually covers those things. And so now the tenant can just... In a, in a good way. You in, want to explain that yes. too. Yes. So, you know, the other thing about insurance, you know, first of all, exclusions, you know, there's two important things to see on a, on, a, on a policy of this type. What are the exclusions? Most tenant legal liability policies exclude lightning strikes and things like that. The other thing is, how does that policy pay out? Is it replacement cost or is it actual cash value? And what you find, in, as I've studied policies, most of the tenant legal liability policies that are out there in the property management space right now are actual cash value payouts. So what that means is that that TV that the tenant has that got damaged and needs to be replaced, if it was five years old, the actual cash value of that TV is like 35 bucks. <laughs> and so they're going to get a $35 to go buy a new $900 flat screen TV. Yeah, that doesn't And seem that right. doesn't seem right. So we built into our policy, look, this has to be good for the tenant. And so in our policy, the tenant gets replacement cost. So if they had a 55-inch flat-screen TV, they go buy a 55-inch flat-screen TV, or we tell them a 55-inch flat-screen TV costs this much, so we're giving you that much. So it really allows them then to go out into the marketplace and replace the items that were damaged, of course, up to the policy limits. Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, so it just it provides them with more protection. Do you have general terms of policy limits? Or are they kind of flexible, or what are they, what are you usually looking at? So we have we have two options depending on what you want to offer. We have a couple of different options that you can choose from, but generally speaking, most people are are selecting the twenty thousand dollar coverage option. And then okay. if someone wants to go beyond that, we certainly can put them into an HO4, sure. uh, which then gives the resident the option to select 20, 50, 75, 100, or even more coverage if yeah. they want that coverage. So what we've done is we baked that into our resident benefits right. package, right. but uh, there's also a technique of just straight up charging X to the tenant, mm -hmm. charge a little admin fee to that. Yep. So it's like dollar for dollar, yep. there, there's full transparency, there's no yep. you know, squishiness about it. There you could do it that way and then Absolutely. everybody's covered. So that Absolutely. could be a good technique. And that way it's actually a little bit cheaper mm -hmm. And more easy to understand for some tenants right. because, again, you know, a resident benefits package is kind of got some squishy stuff in there. It's not as clear cut as you get this for X dollars, and here it is on your invoice every month for, right. for your tenant uh, payment, and then go from there. And, now, and then it's important to remember that all of these products we're talking about, whether well, the security deposit that we talked about to begin with, the tenant legal liability, or the HO4, if you have a tenant that says, well, I have a lot of content coverage, I want more content coverage than 20,000 or 25,000 or 10,000, whatever, that you can go to the full HO4, all of those policies fall under our captive insurance umbrella. That means that you as the property management company get to profit from 
those premiums that are paid. And as there's profits distributed and paid out, you get to share in those profits. That's juicy. And I, we went through that at length a little bit ago. Yep. So just kind of remember that they both get applied towards that potential exactly. profit center. That's that's really exciting. Now, we did talk about before pre-show was a pet stipulation in there. So I want to, you know, inside of that that policy we talked about, there's some stuff for pets. Tell sure. me more. There's some, there's some liability, you know, if there's, um, you know, if, there, if the tenant is um, sued for a pet causing, um, you know, a, a dog bite or something like that there's definitely some coverages in there for them for that so you'd want to look at yeah. again depending on the policy you choose if you want the tenant legal liability or if you want more coverages under the ho4 you know the tenant has options there okay that's good stuff i mean it's going to be kind of like depending i mean we could go through those scenarios right. you know oh my dog bites the neighbor what if the neighbors you know anyway it's just so maddening with pets right but the, the fact that there's something in there at least is more beneficial than not having anything in there. Right. I mean, it could not be the perfect coverage. The perfect coverage would be so cost prohibitive anyway that it's not even worth right. getting. Right. But yeah, the pets are a big thing. And so, you know, I just want to ask that question. I'm glad you explained it because um, it just, that's a big worry, right? Right. And so tenants don't have to do anything. They just move in. They're already automatically enrolled in this policy. We add and subtract as they move in, move out. And it's under the master policy of the in, of the management company. So I think that's a pretty good, uh, effective way to do it. And then we make that very simple by when we set you up in our system, we, we've got the reports already created for all the different major uh, property management platforms. So we just... <clears throat> show you how to set that report up that comes to us on a weekly basis so we know how many move-ins you had how many tenants fall under each of the different products and then at the end of the month we just send you an invoice for the premiums you you write it you pay that invoice and that's the premium invoice so it's very simple very easy for the property manager to execute love it so our plan is to get this thing rolling here next week you know mm -hmm. we're, we're at conference this yep. week and next week we'll get this thing rolling we can do the full application and yep. and all the blood and semen samples you need or whatever um, so how do people get a hold of you to talk more about this and find out what's the next steps? Go to our website, yourris.com. Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com is the best way to reach us. And uh, we'd be happy to help and talk to you about these products and how these might help you in your property management company. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Eric. Thanks, Brad. Enterprise Bank and Trust, the bank you all formerly knew as Seacoast Commerce Bank, with the same team the same benefits, and an expanded and improved product suite. Enterprise Bank & Trust specializes in trust accounts and business banking for property managers. One of their best features is a cash analysis program where they can assist in paying your property management related invoices. Contact Allison at 619-988-6708 to learn more. This has been a podcast episode by PropertyManagementProductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.